Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Bird. It's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. Woo! Just checking in on you during the pandemic. Keeping it up. Keeping it positive. Oh, these fucking gloom and doom assholes. What does this mean? What does this mean for America? Do you realize this is the most comfort you could in the history of the fucking world that people have ever wrote out a pandemic, which would have been a fucking epidemic back in the day? Jesus Christ. Can you imagine renting an apartment from the fucking Astor family a hundred years ago? Living down in a fucking basement with 22 other fucking Polish, German, fucking all kinds of fucking people sitting there in the damp recesses of some shithole. No central air conditioning, no heat. Everybody getting fucking tuberculosis. Nobody giving a fuck. Dying alone. Down there with your knickers on as the guy next to you is like, (laughs) why I order, right? What's the problem, huh? You got to jump in the shower. After you take a shit, I mean, that's the worst fucking problem you have. Here's the thing. I don't know how long this is going to fucking last, all right? But it's going to feel like twice as long if people are fucking whining about it. Quit your fucking whining. And I'm not talking about people who are broke. I'm not talking about poor people. I'm talking about people who are fucking fine. You're just bored. You're bored. Do you think you'd be bored if you were fucking in that basement apartment with TB fighting off fucking polio? I don't think you'd be bored. I think your heart would be racing. <laughs> I'm starting to get texts from all my friends. Oh, my God. Are you going stir crazy yet? I'm having a fucking blast. I'm having a great time. I feel like I still live at home with my parents. Way back in the day. No job. No fucking responsibility. Just laying around. My dad resenting the free time. Grace, get off your ass and go mow the fucking lawn. You know? Take, I'm going to tell you something right now. Everybody here who doesn't die or go bankrupt or starve to death is going to look back someday fondly. Remember when we all got two months off? Wasn't that fucking great? Fucking hanging out, you know? All the babies that are going to be born. A lot of divorces too, but most kidding? No, a lot of fucking babies. There'll be another baby boom here. A bunch of little fucking babies running around after all of this. Just what we need, more people. But I'm just saying. All right? Like, uh, don't, don't miss out on this pandemic. Make sure you remember to enjoy it. Because what's going to happen is what everybody wants. My God, I got to get out of this house and go back to what? What are you going back to? Your fucking job? Sitting in fucking traffic. What percentage of people have a dream job? What percentage of fucking people actually want to go to that motherfucker again? And I know everybody needs to. I know everybody has to. I understand you got to make your fucking money. All right, you're going to make your money. It's going to be back. What do you think is going to happen? We're just going to sit inside eating fucking five pounds of corned beef like me for the rest of your fucking life? You're not. Everything has a beginning and a middle and an end. All right? Don't live in the moment. Enjoy being in your fucking apartment or your house, chilling the fuck out, getting to watch an entire fucking series of some shit that you didn't have time. What were you bitching about before this shit? Oh, my God. My fucking job sucks. Ah, 
Uh, I can't fucking. They don't listen to my ideas. Uh, all this fucking bullshit. I gotta get out of here. Well, now you're out of there. And now what are you doing? Bitching because you can't go there. Okay, if you're one of those people, you know what you're gonna do. You're gonna marry somebody someday. And you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna wear them out. Because you're never gonna be happy. You're not happy at work. You're not happy when you're quarantined. If you can't find happiness in either one of those existences, I think it's time you look in the mirror, you know, and figure out what your fucking problem is. (laughs) Why did I just say all that? Because I got one annoying text from a friend of mine. People keep asking me, how you holding up? I'm fine. I have food. I have water. I have a roof over my head. I am fine. Boo fucking who? I can't go walk down the goddamn street. These these fucking people that built this goddamn country after they murdered all the fucking Native Americans and made fucking uh, African slaves. These fucking people. Kidding. Um, For the most part, you just fucking, you lived in your, you didn't go outside. You went outside, you had your fucking head on a swivel. In any goddamn moment, some fucking bear, mountain lion, God knows what, could just come up and take you or your kids. Or maybe the people who were on the land first, regrouped. They wanted to come there, kick the shit out of you, break you on a fucking wagon wheel, and then cut the top of your head off. You think when they were sitting in their log cabin, they were going back and re-watching the fucking wire? They weren't. Having nine kids because you knew six of them were going to die. Fucking whining bunch of fucking goddamn. I swear, this is my first pandemic. I hope it's my last pandemic because I am so fucking sick of listening to people whining about shit. And who's next to start whining? The fucking Cheesecake Factory. These goddamn murderers. These fucking drug dealers of diabetes have the fucking balls to fucking sit here. They can't even ride out a goddamn month. All the fat fucks that they've created. These zombie diabetic fucking drug users. The drug is fucking cake. And I know because I'm a former user. Um, <laughs> they're fucking bitch moaning. The Cheesecake Factory tells landlords across the country it won't be able to pay rent on a- April 1st. Already? Already. You haven't sold enough fucking cake over the years and squirreled away the fucking money, you fucking cunts. You know why that is? It's because the fucking pieces of shit at the top of that fucking goddamn food chain, literally, are taking too much money. They're making too much fucking money. If the fucking Cheesecake Factory can't go fucking two and a half fucking weeks without selling cake before they can't make their fucking rent like they're a goddamn college student. I don't I gotta I gotta be asking them what the fuck are you doing with all that cake money? You cannot roll a fat person three times, you know, around, right? One, two, three, you're into a cheesecake factory. Cheesecake factories are fucking everywhere. Maybe they spread themselves too thin, ironically. 
As they make everybody so fucking fat. It's so funny that they go around this goddamn country and they're trying to stop the Bloods and Crips, but the Cheesecake Factory can post up on any fucking street corner out there. Have a bunch of kids go in there every fucking Friday night like it's their birthday. Do you know how many times I had cake as a kid? I had it, I'd have it when it was on my fucking birthday and then I would have it on my siblings' birthdays. That was it. That's when you had cake. You didn't have 52 fucking times a year. That's why there's so many goddamn school buses going over fucking cliffs because the Cheesecake Factory has made these fucking kids so goddamn fat with 52 slices of fucking cheesecake every year. Okay? The bus driver, he's an animal lover. A squirrel comes out. He goes to swirl around it and all these fat fucking bowling ball kids all go to one side of the bus at fucking fishtails right over the side. They call it a tragedy and they blame the bus driver. Right. And then they sue the bus company, you know, because they're going for the money. But they're not going after the right thing here. It's places like this. The Cheesecake Factory. Um, Unbelievable. Subway the same way. I mean, the subway. I mean, it's a fucking walk in closet. You want that sub heated up and they stick it in that that fucking. What do you what do you even call that thing? It's not even an oven. It's like one of those heaters people buy and then they fall asleep and then they wake up after they burn to death, right? In another dimension. A space heater. They have a fucking space heater. You want that heated up and then they just, they fucking, the kid squats down and holds it over there. These fucking cunts. Two goddamn weeks and not, not fucking selling subs. Why don't you just do fucking uh, takeout? Unbelievable. This is something I actually considered buying. I was going, you know, maybe, uh, maybe that's a smart thing to do with my money. You know? Now that uh, white women have all the fucking power and uh, due process is out the window and somebody just says you did something, that means you do it and your fucking career's over, I got to get some money coming in outside of the fucking circus business I'm in. So I was actually considering. You know, I was looking at in and out In and out that's what a hamburger is all about. I was thinking of buying one of those. I was like, all right, I'll be a little fucking drug dealer. I'll deal in salt and sugar. The legal drugs, right? Fuck it. I'll do it. Hey, man, if I don't sell it, someone else will, man. And then I found out it was privately owned, you know, by a family. Then they won't fucking, you know, they don't franchise it out or whatever. So I was like, all right, fuck that. You know, I wasn't going to do a Subway because I fucking hate their sandwiches. Even I actually you know something, when I was broke, I used to eat it, so I can't go back on that, you know. I used to get the six-inch fucking, uh, what did I get, the uh, six-inch fucking Italian, you know. What kind of bread would you like? I, I Probably the Italian. Am I going to eat an Italian sandwich on fucking wheat bread? You think I'm an animal here? I cannot fuck. I'm just joking around here. I cannot fucking believe that these, I don't buy it. I think they're too big to be sued. You know? They can't go out of business. Nobody's going to malls anymore anyways. So they know they have leverage. So they're like, well, fuck this. If nobody's coming in, we're not paying our rent. That's what they're doing. There's no fucking way the Cheesecake Factory, after fucking 11 days of not selling cake, can't make their fucking rent. 
Okay, maybe May. I'll give you May, but they can't. They can't go one. 11 days of people not eating cake and the whole fucking thing falls apart. I'm, I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. They're just going to hang on to their money. Fucking sue us. Uh, we'll file for fucking chapter 11. We'll, we'll just write ourselves all bonuses and we'll take all the cake money. All right, Mall of America, or you can ride this out with us, which is what I've been lobbying for. Okay, I just say... Kate, we all know that our entire fucking, the world economy is a fucking Ponzi scheme, except for Iceland, evidently. Everybody else is, there's nothing behind your fucking money. So just treat it like a video game. Just hit pause. All right? Everybody just pauses. Nobody owes anybody anything. Everybody still owes the money they owe, but nobody owes any more money. Nobody owes any more interest, right? But you know what that would take? That would take banks not being the heartless, greedy cunts that they are. That would take the president of the United States uh, to actually be the most powerful person in the United States and look at the banks, look at the Federal Reserve, and say, listen, I'm the fucking POS here. Right? Piece of shit? No, president, what was it? P-O-U-S-A? Is that how you say it? P-O-U-S-A? President of P-O-T-S, whatever the fuck it is. I'm running shit. I got a tie and wingtips on. I got a bulletproof limousine. I have a helicopter and a fucking jet. You understand me? And I'm not paying for any of the fuel. I don't sit in traffic. That's how powerful I am. Do you understand me? I almost make as much a year as a YouTube star does. Per month. Okay? You fuckers are not charging interest during a pandemic because you're also Americans, right? Anyway, I don't really understand what's going on with this whole bailout package. Trillion dollars, unprecedented, blah, blah, blah. Who gives a fuck? Trillion, nine zillion, I don't give a shit. Just keep the fucking thing afloat, all right? Hang in there, Cheesecake Factory. This is something I didn't know. The Cheesecake Factory was founded in Beverly Hills in 1972 and maintains its original location on Beverly Drive with 39 locations in California. In total, it, operas, it operates. How many think they have in total? I was really shocked at how low this number is. 294. But when you think about it, there's 52 states. All right? 52 fucking states. You only have one state capital. They're in all the state capitals. They have to be. All right? But actually, when you think about it, I mean, I mean, God damn, wait. There's a whole bunch. There's got to be more than that, right? There's like fucking 15 in LA, isn't there? 39 locations in California. Okay, I could be wrong. Plus the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, Toronto, Canada. In 2019, the company also acquired, this is where where they started taking on weight. They also acquired Phoenix-based Fox restaurants, including North Italia, never heard of that. Flower Child, man, never heard of that. And The Henry. Most of the company's landlords are malls, including Simon and Westfield. Um, That sounds like a defunct comedy team. In telling landlords that it will not be able to pay its rent, the Cheesecake Factory essentially confirms that it is in the same position that many independent restaurateurs currently find themselves in. They're not in the same position. They're just holding onto their fucking cash, where an independent person is probably more living monthly. If you're a fucking independent restaurant, I get that. Cheesecake Factory. They're like, fuck you. We ain't paying you. Nobody's buying our cake. Fuck you. We're not paying you. What are you going to do? 
We got 294 locations. Nobody's buying slacks at the mall anymore. They're only coming here for cake. You want us to walk? Because we'll fucking walk. And you know all those people that own the fucking malls. They're like going, did you ever think that a bunch of fruitcake selling cake could play this level of hardball? Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw that coming. And I'm telling you right now, that is the story that the media should be talking about right now. How fucking gangster the Cheesecake Factory is. You will buy our cake. You will buy it every day. If you do not buy our cake, we will not pay our rent. You have 11 days to comply, or we will shut down 294 malls across America. Your children will have no place to play video games. Your grandmothers, if they live through the pandemic, will have no place to buy their pantsuits. We own the malls. We own America. We own the Cheesecake Factory. Um, That's going to be interesting. That's the story that I'm following. All right. I'm not going to be fucking the Waffle House is in trouble. It's amazing that they could survive all of those shootings and fucking old school Western saloon brawls, you know, but 11 days of not selling waffles to the public. You know, they finally had time to get the 58 layers of syrup off of everything in that fucking place. You know what I mean? What is the overhead of a fucking Waffle House? God knows it's not in the signage. You know? That fucking piece of shit yellow sign (laughs) with black lettering, no sexy font, Waffle House. It's not a house. It's a store. Cheesecake factory, not a factory. All right? These people, they're lying in their names. They're like a serial killer that wants to get caught. Um, anyway, I don't know. I'm paying attention to this. How you guys doing on your diet, man? Are you fucking eating well? Are you doing a little prison workout inside your apartment? Huh? Are you going to come out of this stronger? Or are you going to be like one of these fucking weak-kneed fucking pussies out here that's going to put 30 pounds on because you were too freaked out to stay in your goddamn apartment for 60 days? What would you rather do? 60 days in your apartment, ordering fucking Postmates, watching television, right? Indulging in whatever hobby you have. Or would you actually like to go to real prison? And get fucked in the ass for 20 years. Quit your whining. All right? It's all going to be good. I don't know when. Trump's saying Easter. I love it. You know, I'm not a fan of this guy, but I love his shit talking. His shit talking makes me feel good. He's coming back on Easter. Hey, by the way, all you conspiracy, all you Trump, Trumpers out there, Trumpets, whatever they call you, um, who feel that this fucking virus, remember when you guys were trying to claim that this was to bring Donald Trump down, which was the dumbest thing ever, but okay, we'll go along with this. Um, what do you think now, considering this thing has shut down every person campaigning against him? Now, doesn't it work in his favor at this point? Huh? I just can't wait 
for this virus bullshit to be over because I just want to hear the shit that Trump is going to talk about how he single-handedly stopped it and America stopped it. Um, that's going to be one of my favorite things. You know, that is one of the things that I do enjoy about Donald Trump is that I am out of my fucking mind. Look at me I'm fucking talking to myself here for 20 minutes, <clears throat> screaming and yelling, giving you guys a lecture. Like you said all of this shit to me, like it wasn't the voices in my head. All right, Trump, I like listening to that guy lose his fucking mind and say crazy shit because it makes me feel like, you know, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one with mixed emotions. <clears throat> I did an episode of Jessica Kirsten's uh, podcast, the great Jessica Kirsten. Check that out if you can. I don't know when it's going to air. I'll try to post about that. As I always say, I always say that I'm going to post about shit, and I don't. So I've been doing my core workout every day. My abs underneath all of my blubber are really getting tight. So I can't tell if the core workout is working or if I'm constipated. There's something hard going on in my stomach. Um, I do legs one day. I do the upper body the other day. My shoulders are feeling great. Um, like everybody else in the free world, I'm watching Tiger King or whatever the fuck it's called. The gay sexual assaulting fucking uh, lunatic. I got one more episode of that. That's my thing. Me and my wife, we bond over that. We just sit there and watch that shit. Um, I don't know. It's crazy, crazy fucking series there. Um, I kind of tapped out once. Once he was just saying all that inappropriate shit to new uh, you know, employees, and then he ends up fucking them and fucking marrying them and shit. I was just like, I, I'm not into sexual predators. I kind of just, you know, that was it for me. Actually, my wife was watching it when I saw that. When he turned that one kid out, I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. My wife's like, you going to bed? I'm like, we are in bed. So what I'm really doing, I can't go to bed because we're already in bed. So I'm just going to roll over and have my back to the screen. So I missed some of it. I missed the whole fire thing or whatever. I don't know. All right. Let's, let's read a little advertising here. Hymns. Uh, what's a common issue men face but don't want to talk about? Oh, uh, there's only one? I, I don't think we're allowed to express most of our feelings without getting fucking the shit kicked out of us. At least that's what it was. I'm cold. And he said he was cold. I fucking beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Let's see. You can't say you're cold. Uh, you can't say you're tired. You can't complain if you're picking things up that they're too heavy. Uh, you can't say it's too hot. You can't say it's too cold. You can't say you're gay. You can't cry. Um, you can't say something hurt. Can't say I need a jacket. It's a little chilly out. Can't say there's a woman down the hall, and when I look at her, I get a little heart attack, and I think she's the one, and I really want to find love. You can't say, you can't fucking say anything as a guy other than, fuck you, I'll kick the shit out of you, even if you don't know how to fight and you're secretly terrified. Jesus, him. What a question. Can't, uh, can't say my dick doesn't work unless she's a whore. I mean, there's a lot of things you can't say as a guy. Um, oh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Verzi, I'm doing my podcast. Can I call you back? Oh, you're doing it right now? I'm doing it right now. You're on it. 
It's the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Paul Verzi, how are you holding up in your segregated part of the world? I, I'm doing good. You know, I'm doing good. Walking outside for the first time uh, in weeks uh, get to get some sun. The kids are outside. Driving my wife crazy. She feels like she has three children. She's ready to kill me. So <laughs> Yours and mine included. Toot, I got like another 10 minutes. Let me call you right back. No worries. All right. Bye. God love you. Verzi. Verzi's doing fine. Okay? There's a positive right there. That man is a hypochondriac. My favorite fucking duality of any of my friends. He's a shit-talking hypochondriac. Uh, all right. Hymns. Let's read. Uh, let's read uh, this, this, this advertising. Hymns. What's a common issue men face but don't want to talk about? Oh, my God. Imagine if I had, like, Alzheimer's and I started over again. Uh, think long and hard. 40% of men by age 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. Now, is that really their issue or just how difficult being married to somebody is? <laughs> Why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can just turn instead to medicine and science? Uh, I don't know, side effects? Expensive pills, injections, were where no man wants an injection. Uh, share any experience if you, you've had with doctors in dealing with ED issues. Yeah, I remember uh, my dick wouldn't work, so I went down there, and this guy said, hey, I got some steroids. I said, can you shoot him in my fucking cock guy? So he fucking shoots him in, right? Now my fucking dick looks like Jose Canseco's neck, and my chick's like, you ain't fucking putting that in me. So then I was like, what the fuck, right? So I'm jerking off this giant cock. I got to use two fucking hands. Yeah, but my balls have shrugged up like a couple of fucks, shrunk up like a couple of marbles. I don't think that's the story they were looking for. Um, check out hymns, and you could discover the tiny pill worthy of big celebration. For hymns.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Isn't that amazing? Your hair grows back, your skin cl- clears up, and your dick is saluting your new fucking hairdo. Hims contacts you with real licensed doctors and FDA-approved pharmaceutical products to treat ED. They won't even say erectile dysfunction. They just call it Ed. That's how fucking walled off men are in their emotions. Um, prescription solutions backed by science, made more af- and made more affordable. See results where other treatments fall short. I don't want to watch somebody's dick slowly coming back up. I'll take your word for it. Stop worrying about multiple in-office doctor visits. No painful injections like other treatments. Answer questions about your medical history and chat with the doctor for, confident- for a confidential review. If approved by a doctor, that's hilarious. Where do you got to go? All right, let's see you get it up. I can't. Come on. Look at this picture. It's doing nothing. All right. Look at this guy. Ah. All right. He's got it. (laughs) He's got it. He's got ED. All right. Take off your baseball cap. Come on. Take it off. All right. Now touch your toes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) He's got no hair left. All right. If approved by a doctor, products are shipped 
directly to your doa being your best means uh being your best means performing your best it's erectile without the dysfunction this is going to be the hardest year of your life oh jesus try hymns today by starting out with a free online visit go to forhims.com slash burr b-u-r-r-e-d E-D, Ed, is in capital letters. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash B-U-R-R, capital E, capital D. For hymns.com slash Burr, Ed. Burr, Ed. Bird. Um, prescription products, B-U-R-R-E-D. Prescription products are subject to doctor approval. Doc, my dick ain't working. I don't give a fuck. Come on, man, approve it. And require an online consultation with the physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy. Remember, that's for hymns.com slash burred. All right, there you go. There you go. There you go. Look at 29 minutes, 10 seconds. I got this down. Still taking my vitamins, still getting eight hours sleep. Pandemic, someday you're going to look back fondly. Mark my words. Mark my, that's, that's what everybody's going to be joking about. This is me three days back to work thinking about the pandemic. And then they'll, they'll fucking, uh, they'll stick a gif, gif, whatever the fuck they're called, right? This is me not being able to say something funny so somebody else made a video that I'm now going to attach something to. Jesus, look at all these people texting me. Oh, look at this. Oh, okay. All right. This is what somebody wrote to me today. You want to hear some of my text messages? I'll read them to you. All right. This is, this is a friend of mine who's a musician. They make money by making music. All right. They said, dude, your life must be crazy right now. Are you okay? And I wrote, I'm loving my life right now. I've been on the road for 28 years. And this person writes back, ha ha, amazing. Me too, actually. Yeah. Enjoy the break, people. I understand if you're struggling financially and you don't have food. I'm not shitting on you guys. But everybody else who's fucking fine, including the goddamn Cheesecake Factory, that's kind of sad, huh? If the mall then fucking cuts off their electricity because they're not paying their bill and you're just watching all of those cakes slowly melt. Someone will fucking break in there to take a picture. You know, a selfie with the melted cakes with a little tear like that Native American next to the pollution back in the day, right? With a caption. This isn't the America I grew up with. I want the old America back. People, this is an opportunity to catch up on your sleep. It's an opportunity to come back lean and mean. Get yourself off sugar and salt. Finally learn how to play the guitar solo in Heartbreaker. Okay? Finally upload your version of Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. If you're balding and you wanted to see what you look like with a shaved head, this is the time to try it. Okay? If you got a little bit of cash laying around, this is it. Let's give it another seven days. You'll be able to buy the boat of your dreams, that motorcycle you wanted. Maybe, do you think I'm not looking at helicopters? 
You think I'm not going to swoop in like a vulture with my shit and dick joke money? Huh? They're still fucking expensive as shit, these motherfuckers. But I can't root against them. You know? You know, I, I, when I was looking before I got my old truck, this guy was talking to me. He goes, you got to find a guy that is going through a divorce. That's the guy you want to buy the car from. And I was just like, oh, man, that's brutal. He goes, yeah, that's how the game's played. And I go, what's the eye contact like? And he goes, there's very little. There's very little eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do that for people. All right. Um, Comics are getting together, as always, and we're figuring out ways to start. uh, We got a couple of streaming benefit things that are in the infantile stages, the embryo stage. Well, then it ain't a show yet. It is a show. The second you have an idea, then it's a show. It's not a show until it says mama or dada. Don't start that again. All right? Um, anyway. Hang in there, people. Hang in there in your heated and air-conditioned departments. You'll be fine. Everybody's going to be fine, okay? Or, or else, what else do you do? You're just going to sit there and think negatively, you know? I actually, maybe I was too hard on the Cheesecake Factory. I think for a lot of people, the Cheesecake Factory is, is the way, is there, you know, I think, before, therefore I am. I go to the Cheesecake Factory every Thursday night, therefore I am. Right? I go down there. I st- I'll get a side salad, get a little roughage, <clears throat> go a little California, you know. I like wearing flip-flops down to the Cheesecake Factory. You know, bring the whole family down, get me a table for seven, right? There's only six of us, but I like that extra chair, a little movement for my love handles, you know? And then they give you that little thing, man, and you all sit down, you connect as a family, and I'll tell you right now, we sit there, we take bets, the excitement, when you, when that thing's going to buzz, you know what I mean? I like, personally, I like to keep it on my inner thigh, hold it right between there like a thigh master, right? That's my workout for the week. I hold that little buzzer at the Cheesecake Factory between my thighs, right? Get my hip flexors, you know, activate. And then I go in there, right? And I say, bitch, what is the fucking cake of the week? No, that's not what happens. It's a family place. It's a place for families to gather. All right, everybody. God bless all of you. I hope the Cheesecake Factory survives during these difficult times. Uh, Shout out to the Waffle House. Everybody loves a Waffle House. Come on, man. Some of the happiest times that I can barely remember on the road have happened at Waffle Houses. I'm rooting for everybody, even people that fucking deal in sugar and salt, all right? I'm just fucking around, so spare me your fucking uh, cooped up, misdirected anger fucking emails, all right? Here's a little bit of music. And by the way, I keep getting credit for picking this music. I do not pick the music. If I pick the music... Uh, uh, your love is like bad I mean, you don't want to listen to everything that I listen to. Yeah, right. Andrew Themelis is coming out with all of this shit that you guys are freaking out about. Like, there's a bunch of people on uh, who went on and listened to that amazing band Night Moves and listened to that song Mexico, and everybody said, I'm here because of Bill Burr, I'm here because of the money. You are not here because of me. You are here because of Andrew Themelis. All right? Now, what I want you guys to do is go to a Don Dawkins video, a Y&T video, 
a night ranger. Don't tell me you love me. Don't tell me you love me. Yeah, those ones, you can say I'm there because of Bill. All right? But let's give credit where credit is due. Andrew Themelis. T-H-E-M-E-L-E-S, right? Them-E-L-E-S. Yeah, them. Them Them-E-L-E-S. All right, the Greek freak. He's the one coming out with all the fucking great music. All right? Go fuck yourselves. Have a great weekend, you cunts. All right? And I'll be back on Monday. All right, for week three of the pandemic. It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday morning fucking podcast for Monday, <laughs> Monday, uh, March 26th. Um, I just had the breakfast of champions, people. I had a f- fucking, I had an egg over easy, easy. Hey, lady, when you make that egg, take it easy. I had a fucking egg over easy. I had a wheat. English muffin sliced in half, so it's only one, but it counts as two. And then I finished it off with a slice of cheesecake. So I got sh- salt and sugar pumping through my fucking veins. In other words, I am going to go like a madman for about eight minutes, and then I'm going to crash, man. I don't feel like doing it anymore, man. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about, what else are we going to talk about, Bill? Let's talk about your fucking life. I got a goddamn crow. This is three weeks in a row with the fucking animals. First, the squirrels. Last week, it was a moth. This week, we got it. We got it. I got a crow. I don't know if it built a fucking nest. As far as I know, crows don't have nests. Am I wrong here? As far as my, my uh, observance of birds, crows are the drifters. They just showed us, sh- like, show up. Like Clint Eastwood used to in those cowboy movies. And then all the other birds fucking scatter. And then they sit there with that little fucking hand-rolled cigar. <laughs> a little bandana around their fucking bird neck. Anyways, I guess the same way nobody knew that there was a mafia until Robert Kennedy told everybody that there was a mob. Um, I finally discovered that crows actually have nests. I thought they just floated around having one-night stands with sparrows, but evidently they have a fucking nest. Or this crow loves the tree right outside my window. Because every morning at like 6.30 now, this fucking crow, I don't know what it's doing. I'm sound asleep, right? I'm getting my beauty sleep. I'm a fucking ginger, right? My face is going to crack up unless unless I, I make sure I get eight hours. Dunk my face in lotion every day. If I don't do that, I look like I was fishing for lobsters. Um, so every morning, this fucking crow is outside my window just going. <laughs> like for fucking 10 minutes. And I want to throw, I want to get up and, and just fucking throw my iPhone at it. That's what I want to do. But I'm so fucking tired I can't move. So I just lay there and I'm, I dream that I'm doing it. That I walk up to the window 
And I lift it up. In my dream, I'm wearing a wife beater. You know, because anytime you're mad and you want to yell out your window, you, you, have to, you have to have on a fucking wife beater. And I just fucking, I don't know how I, I stand back from the window so I can get some velocity. And I just sidearm that thing right out. And I hit that fucking thing right in its goddamn beak. You know, not a headshot. It can still walk away from it. Every fucking morning. Although this morning it didn't. It didn't. But I had uh, I had some company. And they were getting up at fucking uh, 4.30 in the fucking morning. Because they had an early flight. And... Uh, you know, it was funny. So they got up and they said goodbye. So we said goodbye. All right. Thanks. Thanks for visiting. We'll see you later. Right. So they leave. And right as they start to go back to sleep again. Right. Right around when this fucking crow is going to start doing its goddamn. Like it's it's tied to something and is slowly being beaten with a fucking rubber hose. Right. The fucking bird makes no noise. So little Billy boy is just sleeping away. And what happens? My fucking phone makes a goddamn noise. And it was the people who stayed with us texting me to let me know that they had missed their flight. You know? And I'm like, wow, that sucks. LAX is horrible. Send. Trying to go back to sleep. And then right as I fall asleep again, they send another text to be like, oh, we made it. You know? That couldn't have waited till 9 a.m.? You couldn't tell me about your exciting little trip to the fucking airport without texting me every five seconds. Oh, my God. You should see the line down here. Send. And then I'm asleep and it goes right in my fucking ear. What does it do, Bill? It goes. I can't do the fucking noise. One of my Michael Winslow. Go rent one of the police academy movies and just, just fantasize how he would have fucking done it. So. Oh, I knew it. See, the sugar's fucking hit me. The salt. I'm starting to crash. Haven't you guys just felt my energy? My energy started going down. It's kind of like back in the day when, before iTunes, when you actually bought albums and you heard a song on the radio and you fucking loved it and you're about three tracks in right now and you realize the song you heard on the radio was the only good one. That's what this podcast is going to be. This podcast is going to be like a Cinderella album. You know? Speaking of that, I have to download Shake Me. I heard that the other day when I went to the fucking King's... Uh, Bruins, the Kings. Oh, God, this sugar's killing me. The Kings fucking Bruins. And that song came out. Shake me. Shake me. Don't make it fucking shake me. Oh, yeah. I think that's all he says for five minutes. Shake me. Which I don't even understand what that meant. I think it's somehow it has to be. It's some sort of uh, sexual innuendo. But I don't know what that means. Does he like her to walk up and rather than shake his hand, just grab his dick? Hello. How are you? I'll be the woman fucking you this evening. Um, I don't know, but you know what? I'm going to download it. I've been downloading a lot of weird shit lately. Weird. I downloaded that Bob Dylan song, Tangled Up in Blue, where he sings about every woman he ever banged. She was working in a fucking diner, and I walked in with my hat. She said something else, and I said, and I fucking said, and I went down in the fucking world, saying, but the baba Tangled up in blue, right? Every time you think it's fucking over. Then I met a fucking girl named Susan, born side of the road. She bent down, tied my shoes, and I blew up fucking load. She wiped it off and looked at me, said, why did you fucking do that? 20 fucking minutes song. 
you know, tangled. And you sit there trying to sing along. You go, you you just you just chime in the end every time. Tangled up in blue. All right. Sorry, that that last little ditty was brought to you by Cheesecake. Cheesecake. The breakfast of champions. That's what I'm going for in 2012. Man tits. That's what I want. That's what the ladies are looking for. You know, and when I wear my wife beater and yell at that curl and they'll be cupping them ever so shapely, you know. Hey, if you get man tits, do you have a, a higher chance of getting breast cancer as a male? Just out of curiosity. Because I don't think you can get breast cancer as a male if you don't have man tits. That's like getting cancer of the air. You know, they don't exist. They're not there, right? Okay, who has no medical background? All right, moving on. So I went to the fucking Bruins game, right? And this this guy, uh, you know, uh, got me tickets, right? One of the guys I play pickup hockey with. Oh, by the way, Bill, when you play pickup hockey, do you wear anything to protect your feet? As a matter of fact, I do. I've been wearing skate fenders. one for the first time last week in an actual fucking game. I skated around in a public rink with them, you know, and uh, as opposed to my private rink that I have out back. <laughs> fucking idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. So um, I used them in a game, and I took one off the foot, and I didn't even feel it. And I was able to continue skating out there at the mediocre level that I played that wonderful game. Skatefenders.com, everybody. Go there and get yourself a pair. Stop being a fucking pussy. Stop being the person who doesn't want to go down to the rink and be the first guy wearing them. All right? I went to the Blues-Kings game and the Bruins-Kings uh, game this week. And uh, well, I could have just said I went to the Kings game when the back-to-back where they played the Blues and the Bruins. I could have edited that together a little better, don't you think? Um, and I saw a lot of guys out there wearing them. You know, and if it's good enough for them, why can't you wear them? You don't want to get made fun of? How old are you? All right? You're an accountant. You're not making it into the NHL. Okay? So go to skatefender.com. Type in Bill Burr. All one word. All lowercase. You get $5 off. Protect your feet. You know? How are you going to stand up when you're 80 on your porch and be, get off my property, right? If you've been taking pucks to your foot, no fucking kids are going to take you seriously if you can't get up off your chair on the porch. All right, so go to skatefeather.com, get yourself a pair. If you don't even play hockey, just put them on your loafers, shuffle around, shuffle around your kitchen, and then say everything you always wanted to say to your wife. And when she goes to stomp on your foot, you're not going to feel it, and she's going to get bone spurs. Okay, so anyway, so I went to the Kings-Bruins game. That was a commercial, by the way. I went to the Bruins-Kings game. And uh, so one of the guys I play hockey with, he hooked me up with these tickets. And they have like a club. This is how fucking L.A. LA is. It was a club. And in between periods, like you sit down. And immediately, everybody who sits down, you you have to you walk in. They take your credit card and your license. Just fucking walk with that shit, right? Then they got all these these uh, almost hot waitresses walking around. You know what I mean? And you know what almost hot is? That means your body is slamming, and so is your face, except into a wall. <laughs> it wasn't even that she wasn't good looking. She just was a cunt. You know, the way all beautiful women are a cunt. Why? Because they're beautiful. Not all of them, but most of them. They got that fucking I'm beautiful. Everybody wants to bang me. I don't even have to fucking try attitude. Right? This fucking 
this woman, she comes by once in the first period. Okay? So I walk by. I'm trying to understand. I'm showing a little empathy. I said, hey, sweetheart. I had to go find her. Sweetheart, with your midriff showing, you know? Listen, I know you're busy, but if you get a chance, can you can you swing by again? And she gives me this fucking look like I just asked her, I don't know, to help me move or something. Hey, can you help me hang this picture like I said that? I didn't. I just said, hey, if you don't mind, could you do your fucking job more than once in the first period and in the next period? But what's funny was in between periods, um, the, the, it turns into like a dance club. Like they just start playing like all this fucking techno music, all right? And, or whatever the fuck. They're, they're playing all that, all that crap. And so they basically take every song and then they put that doof, 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 doof beat underneath it. And um, sitting behind me, was um, what, what? What do you call a group of gay guys? Like I know, like a uh, like a bunch of cows is a herd. Any gay listeners out there? <clears throat> Any twinkle toes can tell me. What do you call just a pack of gay guys that look like a fucking J Crew ad just sitting behind us? And one of them was Lance Bass. Lance Bass was at the game, looking younger than he did when uh, he was in NSYNC. So this is my question. When is somebody in the television uh, um, or whatever, in the beauty products thing, you know, they have like now they have like the UFC workout. They got the fucking uh, the grapefruit 45 diet. They always got some fucking thing. When is somebody going to figure out what gay guys do so they don't age? You know, Dick Clark somehow figured it out. You know? This guy, he like, because I was looking at him going, that's not Lance Bass. person I was with going, that's Lance Bass. I go, no, it isn't. He still looks like he's fucking 22. That kid's got to be like 50 by now. And he wasn't. He was just, he was sitting there. I still don't think it was him. I thought it was like Wayne Gretzky's son. That's what it looked like. You know? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Wayne Gretzky looks like a straight Lance Bass. I never realized that. See that? That's why I do this podcast, people. I do it so I learn something. Um, oh God, what do I got left here? I just, I, you know something? I haven't been on stage in like three fucking weeks and it's really affecting me. Look at me. I'm running out of, I don't have any comedy cardio anymore. I'm 13 minutes, 25 seconds in and I'm ready for this thing to be done. It's like I came out and I got fucking shelled in the first two innings, you know, and the manager's walking out of the dugout and I, I'm, I'm walking towards him. You know that, that's when you know you suck is you don't even wait till the manager gets there. You start walking off the mound. You meet him at the first baseline, handing the ball. Yeah, I ain't got it today. All right, I'm going to get my shoulder rubbed down, and uh, I don't know what. I'm going to have to rub one out because there's no way I'm getting pussy after that performance. Um, you guys have the MLB channel? That's one of the great things. They actually have the, the NC-17 MLB late night and where they mic up all the players and you get to hear everything. I actually heard a guy in the Twins say what I just said. I just don't want to get busted for uh, plagiarism. You know, that's one of my ideas. That's why I can never get a TV, a TV show. Is my ideas never seem to fit into the room. Oh, Bill, you're just such a fucking rebel, aren't you? I think I am. I think I'm patting myself on the back here. Now, you know what it is? I have great ideas, but they all are not conducive to a mass audience and children. I think that that's what the problem is. So if anybody can help me with this one, I, had an, I have an idea. Uh, for a new level of watching sports. It's NFL, NC-17, 
MLB NC-17, NBA NC-17, and you guessed it, uh, Worldwide Tennis, no, NHL NC-17. And basically, you just mic up everybody. Okay, it's for adults only. And rather than hearing the people commentate the game, you actually just people, you just hear them cursing each other out as they go down the fucking court, skate down the ice. You fucking cocksucker, right? That's what I want to hear. I want to hear that shit, like when the manager goes out and just be like, you know, do you realize you're supposed to be throwing strikes here? Well, this is like the third fucking start in a row, you tub of shit. How about you do some sit-ups? I know CC's fat, but it works for him. It's not working for you. Get the fuck out of here. Ah, Jesus Christ. Do we got any more Dominicans left? These fucking white guys can't pitch anymore. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Or like when two players on the same team really fucking get into it? That would be great. But you know what would suck? Would be the uh, the reporters. Because then the reporters would hear all of it and they'd have even more bullshit soap opera crap to write about. You know? Because I don't want to, you know, I just want to listen to them shooting the shit and, and trashing each other. And uh, then afterwards, I don't need them to be like, why did you call Tom Brady a fucking ugg-wearing douche? Like, I, I don't need to know why. I don't care. I just want to hear it. You know, how many more fucking times because I listen to these commentators? I'll tell you if I'm Peyton Manning, I got to be thinking, is that air going to be too thin for my big fucking head? Will my head move faster in the thin atmosphere? Um, speaking of which, is Herm Edwards doing a parody of an ESPN analyst? Or is, is he really, you know, are they putting something in his drink? I don't understand that guy. That's a guy who played the game for over 20 years. He coached it for like fucking 10, 15. Doesn't he have anything to say? Is, is he somehow related to Flavor Flav? I don't understand what that guy is doing on that channel. He starts, like, really slow, and then out of nowhere, he just yells and then looks at the other guy. Hey, the Patriots are playing the Colts today. What do you think, Herm Edwards? Well, I tell you, you got two guys on either side of the ball that really know how to throw it. I'm trying to be a fuck blobber. And he fucking looks over. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? It's almost like he's gonna. He's, he's about ready to have some sort of epileptic fit, and he's trying to get his fucking sentence out before his eyes roll back and he falls off that chair that you know they got at Staples, even if it is ESPN. Those corporate cunts are always trying to cut. They're always trying to cut corners. You know? <clears throat> All right, Bill, that went nowhere. It just came to a fucking screeching halt. I brought my car over to get it fixed today. Because I was parked at a meter and somebody somehow, I don't know, they didn't sideswipe it. They didn't T-bone it. It's almost like they just came in at a 45-degree angle and said, I hate that front quarter panel. And they just slammed into it. And right at the last second when they thought they were going to drive it into my poor excuse for an engine block on that car, they just cut the wheel. Um, I don't know if it was a three-point turn gone wrong. I don't know if somebody should have done a three-point turn and tried to do a one-point Yui. I have no idea how the fuck it could have happened, but I brought I just brought it over there uh, to some guy named Rusty, whose fucking breath smelt like cigarettes he smoked in 1972. And then I walked over to fucking uh, the rental car place, went over to Avis. I wore a red fucking blazer, hoping that would get me a discount. And um, 
I come walking out to the parking lot. They go, okay, Mr. Burr, you chose a mid-size car. We have a fucking, whatever the fuck it was, an Alante. I don't even know what cars are, what they're even called anymore, right? Would, would that be to your liking? And I'm looking at this blue spaceship, and I'm like, uh, what else do you got? Actually, sir, that's all we have in the mid-size. Then why did you just say, is that to my liking? You were hoping I'd be like, well, yeah, yeah, it is. And then you could just continue. I just called your bluff there, World Series of Cunts. What else you got? Well, at that point here, you'd have to upgrade to an SUV. So I'm looking at this fucking car. Headlights and brake lights wrap all the way around. Like those Lance Armstrong glasses, you know? This blue cube. And, uh... And I'm looking on the back, and I'm like, is it a Honda? Is that what that H is? It's sort of a fucked-up-looking H. Turned out it was a Hyundai. I'm driving a Hyundai, people. I went from a Prius to a Hyundai. You know? And uh, my balls have completely pulled up inside my body. (laughs) You know, Hyundai really ripped off Honda's H. You know? They kind of turn it to the side a little bit to fool old guys like me. You know? I don't fucking know. Fucking girls like get one that I can drive. Um let's 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 go into the uh the letters for this week, people. I, I really felt like this podcast was gonna be great and I had all this shit to talk about, and now I'm just feeling like I've run out of things to say. And it's scaring me. Antique car. Hey Bill, what are the drawbacks of having an antique car? I've always wanted a a 55 Chevy Bel Air, and hearing you talk about your truck has made me realize I should do it while I'm still young. Absolutely. I got to tell you right now, there is no drawback to having an antique car. All right? If you just mentally accept a few things. A, it's fucking old. B, you're going to have to do some things to it. And C, you're going to feel like a million bucks when you drive down the street. Okay? There's a trade-off. Trade-off for everything. All right? And um, you definitely want to do it while you're still young. Because, you know, you're going to get married. You're going to have kids. And, you know, your wife's going to be thinking about the kids going, is that safe? I don't think it's safe. You know? And you're going to hear it, you know, through your male ears. All you're going to hear is, are you having fun? I don't want you to have fun. I want your life to be miserable. And then you're going to call her some horrific name in front of your fucking kids. And then that's going to be it. You know? And then you'll have your car. You'll be fucking living in it. Um, look, I, I, there's, you know what the drawback is? on. It depends on what you buy. If you buy something really like, uh, I don't know, like rare that a lot of people don't have, the drawback is trying to get parts. If you buy like a Mustang or a Camaro, there's evidently there's parts for days. On those kinds of cars. And I also would think a Chevy Bel Air. That's like you're buying a classic. Like a classic of the classics. So, you know. I mean, I even think like a Bel Air is one of those cars that you can actually, if you have like 300 grand, they'll just make you a brand new one. You know, because I know you can do that with like a, like a fucking 68 Camaro. Somewhere online I saw that they'll just build you one, a brand new one. It costs like $170,000 for some stupid fucking reason. Um, it cost all that money, you know, which I kind of look at that. That's like CDs when they came out and they were 17 bucks and eventually you're going to come down. They don't, um, dude, my laptop is fucked. I have to buy a new one. It's like all, it's filled up. 
Why? I'm getting that little pinwheel. Why is it still doing that? Enough already. Um, so, no, th- there is no drawback to having an antique car unless you just buy a complete hunk of shit that had a, uh, a major accident and the guy's not honest about it and then you got yourself a fucking lemon. That would be the drawback. So what I would do is uh, find a friend of yours who's a fucking gearhead and they'll help you out. You know, like I, that's what I did with mine. And um, once I got the AOK from the dude and he said it was a solid vehicle, then uh, I went ahead and I got it, you know. I was just thinking the other day, I was actually took it out on the highway, man. And I, whoever the fuck had it before me really babied it. I'm the fourth owner, but the first two owners had it from 68 to 2009. So I think that was a father-son then somebody else bought it, and the recession hit, and then they had to get rid of it. But it drives like they change the oil every 3,000 miles, which is a, a, uh, is a huge thing. So um, I don't know. What the fuck? What is this, the Speed Channel? Hey, Bill, baseball. Are we in for a good baseball season? Uh, I have no idea. It seems as if, somebody says, it seems as if the past few years have been terrible seasons with the expectation, with the exception of a few good playoff series. Though I'm sure they wouldn't have been it. As exciting without the exaggerated rivalries. Since when is a Cubs-Padres series been monumental? Maybe it's just me. I think the last time a Cubs-Padres season was mo- uh, series was monumental might have been the early 80s. Tony Gwynn, Leon Durham, Bill Buckner. Um, do you know somebody said brought up Bill Buckner to me the other day and they would just say, oh, yeah, I saw this whole thing, how he had to move. He had to leave Boston after that and just like, I, I just don't understand the shock of that. Yeah, yeah, you have to leave. Yeah, you fucked up a World Series that people at that point have been waiting 70-something years and you let it roll through your legs. Gee, did you have a difficult time? Yeah, but they were yelling at his kids too. Yeah, yeah, I, I would assume that. I would assume that, that w- that's what would happen. You've been to a game. You hear the shit that people yell. You hear the stuff that people say. What do you think, you're special? I don't fucking, I don't, you know, I'm not saying it's right. But I just, I don't understand the shock. That's like after 9-11 when Arabs were complaining that they were getting harassed at the airport. Yeah! Yeah, that's gonna, I, I would think that that would happen. The same way as if fucking 20 redheads went out and did some fucked up shit. I would expect to be getting some looks the next day. I'm not saying it's right. I don't condone it. But I wouldn't sit there dumbfounded going, hey, I had to move to Ireland and get with all the other fucking redheaded cunts. You know, because everyone was staring at me in Connecticut. I, 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 that just fucking blows my mind. Every time they bring up shit like that. Like that, that fucking kid there in, in Chicago. They made a whole sad sack story about that fucking kid who reached out and touched a ball that was fucking in play or they had a shot at, you know? The only thing that confuses me about that story is why they didn't hunt down the other five fucking cunts around him who were also reaching up for the ball. That's the only way I will defend that guy. But other than that, you know, when you, when you touch a ball that's playable and one of the athletes points at you like, what the fuck? You got it. Why would you still sit there? You immediately get, you got to get the fuck out of there. Now, I'm not saying that you should go on the radio and out the guy and say who the fuck he is. What I'm saying is my ex, my expectation for human behavior 
in a in a crowd is very very low. You know, I mean, come on, how many people fucking have kids and you want to take them to a game and then you think about the last time you went to a game? You're like, hey, you know what? I'll wait till the kid's a little bit older. I'll, I'm, let's try to extend his fucking childhood a little bit, okay? People are assholes, you know. That's why, like, I don't know. I've been all over the map politically, but it's why, like, you know, certain ways of looking at shit. Like when people talk about guns, like, let's just make them, let's just make them illegal and then nobody will have them. You know, like that sort of like thought process is you're, you're acting as though the world is a utopia and that there's not morons and that there's not uh, people who say, I don't give a fuck what the rules are. You're totally not even taking into consideration sociopaths, which is why. That new fucking thing that Obama signed, that whole defense package where now they can just arrest people without a trial, put you in jail forever with without a trial because they just think you're a fucking terrorist. You, you can't give people that level of power. I'm a fucking moron and I know you can't do that. Historically, no one has ever handled that level of power well. Anybody here want to go live in China? Oh, well, you're out there practicing your nunchucks, wearing your wooden slippers, and all of a sudden a van pulls up and you disappear and that's it forever? You want to live there? Of course you don't. You want to live here where they can't fucking do it. Well, they can do it now. You know? They just put in a fucking order for a bunch of black vans. That's what I heard. According to holyshit.com, that's what's going down. I don't understand why stuff at that level that affects citizens to that level, why we don't get to vote on it. Do you think it's because we'd say, hey, you know what? Fuck that. Do you understand, like, that is just a jump-off point? Do you think, like, that's just how it's going to stop? Well, as long as you're not a terrorist, then you ain't got a fucking problem. You think it's just going to stop with that? That's not how you take away freedom. You don't just fucking do it all in one failed swoop. It's incremental. It's just like when you're dating some fucking woman and you're not paying attention. And she just gradually, every day, takes another foot of real estate. Next thing you know, you're in goal line D, going, how the fuck did I end up in this situation? We started at the 50. A little push, a little pull, right? Everything was fine. Next thing you know, you're up against the goal line. You think that they're just going to keep it with the terrorist thing? You know? You know? They'll wait for a whole other generation of babies to be born. And they always grew up with government having that level of power. And then they add something else to it. Then they add something else. Then that's it. You can't have it. Okay, if Tiger Woods can't handle the level of free pussy on a golf tour, how the fuck is our government going to handle a new defense package, which basically gave them a mute button? Wouldn't you love to? How, how, how would you handle that if you had that power? Do you, how long before you just started abusing that? If you could just hit mute on anybody who ever disagreed with you. And then just and you could have them whisked away. <laughs> I mean, that is the sociopath's wet dream. That's what that is. That is a fucking mute button. Mr. Stalin, don't you think? That's it. You get mute. You're done. You're gone. See ya. I think I think it's it's fucking insane. And um the only thing that I get out of it is that I feel like I was proven uh, correct. That I don't think it matters at that level whether you vote Democrat or Republican. Obama, the first black president ever, you would think this would be the most liberal 
uh, uh, politician in, in the history of this country. Because of his background, you would think that he signed off on that shit. All right? I'm telling you. I don't know what happens when you become president, but I think they let you peek just enough behind the curtain. And you, there, there is a fucking agenda that we are moving towards. Because it does, I don't think it fucking matters. I really don't. Which is why I always vote for the Ralph Nader, the fucking Ron Paul. All those guys that all those fucking idiots go, Oh, because you did that, you ruined the election. Really? Did I? I feel like those guys wouldn't have signed shit like that. I feel like their track record shows that they would not sign shit like that. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I have no. I imagine I'm going to get a ton of fucking emails. I remember somebody was yelling at me one time saying that because I voted for Ralph Nader in 2000, that's why George W. Bush won. And they were just going on and on and on about it. And I was like, dude, I live in New York. Al Gore won my state. Okay. You understand that? So your whole fucking theory right now is out the window. I voted for Ralph Nader in New York, and Al Gore still won the state. So go fuck yourself. What I'm trying to do, uh, uh, I'm, I'm Mr. Fucking Red and Blue Tie here, I'm trying to fucking encourage more people like that to vote. So mission accomplished. That's what I'm trying to fuck not to vote, to run. You know? uncorruptible how far can you get if you're uncorruptible i would say that you can get to the uh whatever level politics is when you decide whether or not they should put a gazebo in the center of town i think once you get beyond that you got it you got to be a little dirty right i love talking about this shit because it just stirs people up you know um, you know, maybe you should uh, read a little more before the next time you fucking, um... Really? What are you reading? Huh? What are you reading? What they give you? Is that what you're reading, fuckhead? Why are you acting like you have clearance to the bottom floors of the fucking Pentagon? You're guessing just like I am, all right, Mr. Informed? I read the pamphlet. I don't buy a fucking word of it. You know? You can use Coca-Cola to take rust... Off of metal. You can use it for that, you know? You understand that? Yet they're still able to sell it to us like it's refreshing. <laughs> I don't know what that point meant either. I thought I had a point there. Fuck you. I'm full of sugar and salt. I'm crashing right now. Crashing and burning. All right, let's get on to some more shit here. Uh, oh, Bill, are we in for a good baseball season? I, don't, I have no idea. Um, all I know is I am not... What the... F Come on, man. Don't fucking do this to me, you fucking cunt. I can't scroll down because I'm getting the pinwheel. Oh, Christ. It's time for a commercial, everybody. Amazon.com. Do you like this podcast? No? Well, then fucking listen to another one. Who's left? All right. You guys like this podcast? Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, if you would like to donate to this podcast, it's very easy. All you got to do is uh, next time you're thinking about buying something on Amazon.com, rather than going directly to Amazon.com, go to BillBird.com, click on the podcast page, and on the right-hand side, you're going to see the Amazon banner. Right? Amazon. It was the Whalers' goal song. The Amazon uh, banner. You click on that, and then just go buy something. All right? 
doesn't change the price. You don't have to put in any passwords, nothing. Just go to Amazon.com through my website on the podcast page. You click on the banner. You buy something. They'll kick me back a percentage, and 10% of that will go to the Wounded Warriors Project. So with you going out and buying yourself a new Floby, maybe a pen and pencil set, maybe you get yourself a mountain bike because you decided you're finally going to get yourself in shape. Right. And rather than just going for a walk, you feel you need to punish your body because you grew up in the era of Ken Patera. Right. Whatever you're going to do, just know when you buy that thing, a little bit of money goes to the Monday morning podcast. and Ten percent of that money goes to help the troops. All right. Kill two birds with one stone and you can walk down the street and say, you know what? I am a good person. So there you go. All right. Let's try and find where these fucking. Come on. Where the hell are the questions here? Answer my question. Um, all right. Oh, there's a question about Dave Grohl. Bill, I love the podcast. I wanted to see if you would go on a rant on my behalf. Um, first, I would like to start off by saying that I am a recording engineer, and you being a drummer should be upset by this too. <laughs> okay. He's already dragging me in. Uh, during Dave Grohl's uh, Grammy acceptance speech, he said that their new album was special because they recorded it in his garage with a couple of microphones. Uh, Most people would hear that and think, that's pretty cool. But this really pisses me off. At what point does a $4.5 million recording studio stop being, uh, being a garage? I mean, it may say it's a garage on the blueprints, but it's not like that drummer is getting his sticks caught in a fishnet. Also, I attached a photo of the drum set that they used during the recording. I counted 13 microphones. That's a lot more than a couple. If it pisses you off at all, I would love to hear your thoughts about it on the podcast. Well, look, I think what he was really doing was he was going off on auto-tune. So in a roundabout way, he, he's helping you out, isn't he? Because he did do it on a studio, in, a, in, a, in a studio. I think it, it was more – I think it was making fun of uh, – Auto two, wasn't he? And I'm really trying to give you an example. One of those umbrella, Ella, Ella, a, 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 that shit, right? Wasn't he just kind of making fun of that? He did do it in his garage, sir. At the end of the day, if they took those drums out, he could put one of his 47 cars in there. So technically, it is still a garage. He should not have said a couple of microphones if you want to get cunty. All right? But you know what? I bet he had an engineer in there, you know? I bet somebody got some work out of that. I think he's on your team, you know? I'm sorry. You, 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 you went to the wrong guy in this one. Being a drummer, Dave Grohl would basically have to be sacrificing babies before I ever gave him any shit because uh, I, I, I have a fanboy crush on him, so I can't really trash him because in my twisted fucking narcissistic world i think i actually have a chance of meeting him and maybe playing drums on one track on his next album that's that's the lofty area my ego lives in (laughs) you know what i should do one of these weeks i should actually play drums for you guys or maybe guitar and you can hear how fucking awful i am then you can trash me and feel better about yourselves isn't that fun doesn't that make you feel good to watch somebody attempt something and then completely fail and then you get that, 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 that warm feeling in your chest where you're like, see, that's what happens when you try. That's what happens when you go after your dreams. I knew I was right by choosing this job that was safe rather than fulfilling. Isn't that what you do? You fucking cunts. First of all, Mr. Engineer, 
you are in a situation now where you could build your own fucking studio, can't you, with like a laptop and a Frisbee? Why don't you start recording all these up-and-coming bands, get your foot in the fucking door, and then as, as they rise up, they'll, maybe they'll take you with them. I think there's an unbelievable fucking opportunity here right now for artists to take control of their fucking careers and not have to have these cunts taking all your money. All that fucking behind-the-music shit, all these things, you work hard, you record a special, you get in business with somebody, and, and then, you know, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm waiting for money right now. People buy DVDs, and I and somehow it doesn't get to me. Oh, we had, we had a hundred grand in whiteout expenses. Sorry, Bill. Sorry, no money for you. We're keeping it all ourselves. Then eventually we go out of business, and you're chasing a ghost. We all take a bonus out of the money that we owed you and a bunch of other fucking comedians. We take off, and then you're suing the corporation, which is not a person, and nobody works here anymore. So, well, uh, good luck to you. I understand what you're saying, sir. I understand. Okay, let me give Dave Grove a little bit of shit. He really did make it sound like, hey, man, we just got like a bag of weed and cleared out the rakes in the fucking wheelbarrow. We made like an album, man. And like, that's all you really need to do, man, because like, it's all about the music. And like, if you really believe in it, people can like feel it, man. You know what I'm saying? I know he did do that. He did do that. But at the end of the day, he did record it at his house. You know? He should have said, I recorded in, it in what used to be my garage, but what is now the equivalent to recording at Capitol. <laughs> and I'll tell you, all you got to be is a monster rock star who's been selling fucking millions of albums for 20 years, and you can do it too. So you don't need auto-tune, boys and girls, despite the fact that it puts you right. You know, I read about some fucking... This little spazzy-looking nerd in Rolling Stone who makes some sort of fucking music with with a Macintosh, um, which to me, I, I don't give a fuck, is not... It is music, but it isn't. You know what I mean? There's just... I, I, it's more like you are... It's like you're an editor. I would say it's it's more like that. Like, I don't, I don't think that what you're doing... It's like you are making music, but you're... you're taking sounds and all this shit that you don't have to have the ability to make. I guess that one guy, that fat guy who made all those, those loops for Justin Timberlake and, uh, and Jay-Z. Who was that guy? Yo, that's hot to death. That, that guy, I guess that, yeah, that guy is, I saw him. He can actually play instruments and shit. Oh, well, you know what? I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush here, people. I'm just saying. I know what I was saying. Halfway through that, I, I fucking got lost in, in the sugar of cheesecake at 8 in the fucking morning. Um, was there a point? Oh, yeah, I was reading about this fucking nerd. Which, by the way, people, can, can, can nerds go back to being beaten for no fucking reason at all? You know, I, I really can't wait for the backlash on nerds. I've had it with them. I've had it with them embracing the fact that they're awkward to, to the point of pretending to be awkward even when you're not. And just coming up to you and being, hey, I'm awkward. And then leaving all the pressure of the conversation on you. You know, fucking 30, 35 years old walking around acting like some 14-year-old on his first date. 
You know what? Somebody has that this week. Where the hell is it? The overrated, underrated for the weeks. Uh, overrated dorks. They're taking over, and they haven't even done anything cool to earn it. Fuck the office. Dude, I got to be honest with you. I've been saying that for fucking years. My girl loves that show, The Office. All right? And I can't fucking watch it. All right? It's like, can somebody on that show be like, be aware of what they're saying when they're saying it instead of like afterwards, immediately afterwards? You know, I, 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 they're like, they're cartoons. Fucking, every goddamn one of those fucking shows. I, I can't, I can't get into this shit. I can't get into this shit because I'm going to start trashing shit and then you can think straight across the board that I don't fucking like anybody in the alt scene that's not fucking true but I think I think the alternative comedy scene is like the hair metal scene in late 1989 alright we're about a year away before Nevermind's gonna come out and they're all gonna be scurrying and I'm gonna I can't fucking wait because I'm just an old cunty redhead <laughs> No, I resent, I actually on I I do resent the the alternative scene for for one reason only, and that's because that scene created a a situation that it basically distilled all of the horror out of attempting to be a comedian. That's what I don't like about it. Okay, no heckling, no drunks. No obnoxious behavior, no aggressiveness from the every, every fucking reason that it takes balls to be a comedian. Every fucking reason why people who wanted to be a comic but never fucking did it, you've removed from that situation, and you've just created like this fucking comedy womb, you know. And and on the top of that, it's like you're performing to just this this. It's like a radio station. It's not even a crowd. It's like what I go fucking radio station. I only perform to hipsters ages 18 to 24 who wear skinny fucking loose jeans and have black framed glasses. It's like and then if they have to go down to a fucking comedy club when their jokes don't go over, they they act like the the crowd is dumb. Rather than no, you you're like a specialist. You're like that guy who plays on the football team and only goes out is you're like the long snapper. You know what I mean? You only can play one fucking position, and you turn around, and you're blaming the fucking crowd. I don't know, dude. I I just it's it's and and then on top of that, the amount of shots that over the fucking years that they've taken at club comics, like we're all a bunch of hacks over there, you know, talking about airplane food, like they're above us. And then every fucking ah, oh, I gotta talk to I'm gonna talk to Bobby Kelly about this shit on his podcast, hopefully this week because we were talking about. Some of this shit. And anytime, then what happens is, right, then you go to do some benefit or you go to do some sort of fucking comedy festival. And then they put club comics and alt comics together. And what happens? All those fucking alt comics go on early. You know, one in particular is always fucking trading up. He can't go on early enough. Despite the fact his face is all over the fucking posters. And then who's got to mop up in the end two hours into the fucking show? A club comic. You know? Oh, those fucking alt comics. And they're all fucking nice to you on those shows. Hey, I'm a real big fan of you fucking you. Really? Are you? Are you there nervous? Go on second. Go on third. And then fucking run out with your book bag, you cunt. 
Oh, the floodgates have opened. I've had it. I've had it with fucking nerds. I've, 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 I've fucking, I get it. I get it. All right? You're into Comic-Con. I get it. And if you're not into Comic-Con, then you're fucking stupid. Is that basically what it is? <sighs> cheesecake, baby. It's the cheesecake. <laughs> Just for the record, the alt scene was started by Club Comics. All those guys, David Cross, Bob Odenkirk, Dana Gould, Mark Marin, beasts, all of them. All of them. They could perform in, 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 in fucking uh, uh, in off-track betting, and they could have a great set. <laughs> but inadvertently, I think, you know what they did? They're almost like rich people who have kids, you know, and they, they, they struggled up through all this shit, right? And then they just have these kids, and their first car is like a Maserati. And they wrap it around a pole and there's like no ramification. That's, that, that is my, my overall generalization of my problem that I have with the alt scene. Is, um, it, it's, like, uh, it's like stand-up comedy while wearing like training wheels and you never take them off. Okay, Bill, we got it. You've, you've made, you've, you've, you've made your, your fucking one-sided argument. Um, all right, there we go. That ought to get some fucking emails. That ought to do it. I'm trying to be controversial this week. Another overrated. Chasing your dreams. Stay home. Jesus Christ. How many hugs did you not get, sir? Um, although that's funny. Uh, underrated. Uh, watching a whole series on Netflix in three weeks. Is there, anything, is there anything better than being able to skip commercials and weeks of waiting for shit to happen? Who cares about spoilers? From what I understand, diehard fans of Lost can't even explain the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers there. JR is dead, and I'll never go back and watch Dallas. Um, I think it's good. It's good and bad because when when you uh, the anticipation of it coming out, you know, like when people had to wait for the next Beatles album. What are they going to do? How are they going to top their next one? And then you go out, you fucking stand in line to get it, and you sit down and wait. It becomes like an event. Um, it's like having a slice of cake rather than eating the whole fucking cake. You know what I mean? So, but I, I do, I do know what you're saying. Um, and the whole fast forwarding through uh, commercials and that type of thing, I, I actually, I do enjoy doing that. I do enjoy doing that, even though I have commercials on my. I, I'm such a fucking hypocrite. It's ridiculous. And speaking of that, how about another commercial right now? What are we going to go with, people? What are we going to go with? What, what, what haven't you heard me say? Stamps.com, everybody. Hey. There's, there's, there's something that we've all been going to our entire lives, something called the post office, okay? And we go down there with those crabby people who, you know, who they can't get fired unless the union boss says it's okay, right? And they're down there leaning on shovels. You're asking for stamps. Eh, I'm on break. And they sit there with their fucking chewing tobacco, spitting into a spittoon, right? Wouldn't it be great if you could just have your own little post office in your apartment, in the garage like Dave Grohl? right next to your drum set with the 52 microphones on it. Wouldn't it be great if you could just totally just, you know, it'd be like if you could somehow have the DMV in your apartment and just take your own picture and make your own damn ID. Wouldn't that be great? They're not going to let you do it because it's all part of the new world order, man. But you can have the post office in your house. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Wouldn't it be great to just be able to print out stamps that you could put on an envelope using your computer and a little piece of paper? 
Wouldn't it be phenomenal to have your own damn scale where you could weigh things? It'd be that's how much it weighs, and here's the zip code. How much does that cost? Wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to do that completely naked at 2 in the morning while eating a Pop-Tart? Well, with Stamps.com, you can do it. You can buy and print U.S. postage, official U.S. postage, as opposed to that bootleg stuff that's been out there. All right? Um, What's going on with my computer? I got to get a new one. This one's full. Um... (laughs) You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Stance.com will give you a digital scale. Just plug it into your computer, weigh your letter or package. The exact amount of the postage will automatically appear on the screen. And I got to tell you, they're not lying there because I've done it. I've shipped DVDs to the four corners of this country. And I am here to say, ask not what your scale can do for you. Uh, Endorsement. Stance.com is like having a postal expert right at my desk. Expert? I don't know about that. It's like having a postal guy right at your desk, except he doesn't have an attitude. How about that? There's never any guesswork, um, and you never have to go to the post office. I haven't been there since, other than to drop off uh, the stamps that I put it on, because I live in a city, and they won't pick up the mail. But if you live in the middle of nowhere, you know, and you got a deer in the front lawn, you know, taking a dump that's going to poison your food somehow, you can, you know, you can, if you live out there in Maybury, You print out your stamps, you stick it in the box, you bring your little red flag up as if to say, I have mail in here that needs to be delivered. Um, Right now, Stamps.com has a special offer for my listeners, my listeners, that I can arrest you and detain you indefinitely without a trial if I even suspect that you're listening to another podcast. Use my last name, Burr, capital B-U-R-R, for a no-risk trial. Plus, because you're my listeners, I own you. All right, you get a $110 bonus offer that includes a digital scale and $55 in free postage. How funny was it? Listen to me try to say scale, a digital scale, and $55 in free postage. Call to action verbatim. They want me to read this word for word. Here we go. Don't wait. Index finger in the air. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. All right? I don't care if your grandmother's wheezing. You go right to stamps.com, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage, you type in Burr, capital B-U-R-R, that's stamps.com, enter Burr, get yourself a scale, get yourself some stamps, and you don't have to go down to the post office ever again. You can just cut that out of your life like a cancer that you discovered early. How do you like that, huh? I think I'm going to eat cheesecake before I read the next one. Um, anyway, sh- nah, that just totally took me off track. What the hell was I talking about? What are we, 53 minutes in? 53 minutes into this podcast that I'm going to try to upload, and I'm not going to be able to because my my stupid thing is full, despite the fact that I've removed all pictures and put them onto an external hard drive. All right, where are we? Mail dance. Let's read this. Bill, bit of a a dilemma here for you. Oh, before I do this, why don't I give you guys emails because a lot of you guys are like, Bill, I have things that I would like to be read in a bad way, in a second-grade manner on the podcast. Where do I email? You decide you can email me. You can email me at bill at themmpodcast.com. Don't forget the D, all right? Bill at themmpodcast.com. And MMP is all capitalized, all right? Bill at themmpodcast.com. And you can tell me to go fuck myself. You can ask me questions. You can ask advice. You can do whatever you want. Um... And that is it. Bill, bit of a dilemma here for you. Uh, I'm an 18-year-old male who's about to graduate from high school. Congratulations. Um, Over the past few years, I've been told I'm a really good dancer. 
Uh, not ballet or artsy stuff, but just good dance floor dancing. Oh, my God, I'm going to take over the dance floor. Hey, Angie, watch me. You're John Travolta. This is great. Do you go out to the uh, Staten Island Bridge and do headstands with your, with your buddy Bobby? Huh? You know, if he didn't have an afro, he never would have fell off that bridge. If he had it high and tight like all these Armenians out here. All, every Armenian looks like they know, uh, they, they know um, um, MMA. When was the last time you saw an Ar- Armenian dude in his 20s or 30s and he did not look like he could put you in an arm bar within two seconds if he wanted to? If I was, if I was uh, Dana White and I was running the UFC, at one point, at this point, what are, they're up to like what? Like UFC 2006, you know, they're like run, they've run out of adjectives. This time it's really, really personal, right? Not saying I'm not a fan. I'm a huge fucking fan. I'm just saying. You know, the way they, they, they have those things like every other week. There's only so many like, you know, redemption. I mean, you're running out of words. Um, <laughs> I'm such a fucking idiot. This is what I would do if I was Dana White. At some point, I would have, you know, you know what? I would, this is what I would branch off. Remember when they had those tough man competitions and they would have just people coming in throwing haymakers, which is some of the best boxing ever is when you watch people who just aren't trained whatsoever and they just start, you know, because somebody's going to connect. Right. I think that they should have one week. They should have the Armenians versus the Russians tough man competition, because I really think that that needs it needs to be decided who is the tougher of the two. Because uh, when I when it comes to white people. That's that's who I got my money on. All right. That those those are the Crips and the bloods of white people is the Armenians and the, the Russians. All of them. They just have that vibe. There's something you just like, yeah, I'm not fucking with that guy. Just really, I'm really not doing it. Anyways, uh, not a ballet or artsy stuff, uh, but just ballroom dancing. I'm fucking dancing over here. Uh, I kind think of think dancing is gay from an outside point of view. Um, I, it isn't. It really isn't. That's just how white people look at it. It's considered gay because it involves like letting yourself go and actually admitting that you have emotions as a man, as a white male. Yeah, it's con- yeah, it is. It's considered gay. Um, as is crying, as is showing any sort of emotion, as is not dying for no good goddamn reason before you're 56. Um, or not dying, I should say. If you live to be 60, I believe amongst white men, that's also considered gay because that means at some point you cried something out of your chest and you didn't have a heart attack. Um, anyways, he says, I think uh, dancing is gay from an outside point of view, but I'll be the first one to admit that I'm actually a pretty good dancer. If I didn't think so, I wouldn't be out there doing it. Yeah, but dude, you got to be getting some. F- f- all, all fucking women love a guy who can dance. Dude, if you can dance and you're wearing like a silk scarf, it's fucking over. It's going to be raining pussy. As far as my outside view, my freckled view from over in the bar, trying to stand out from underneath those hot lights so I don't get burned. Um, You know, redheads, we're the closest thing to vampires. You know, we we, we have none of the powers of vampires, but the sun affects us the same way. A friend of mine who is a female dancer keeps telling me I could make money doing it on commercials or music videos. 
parentheses, close on. Or you could go to fucking Broadway and be like one of the five straight men who dances on Broadway and just tag every fucking lonely chick out there who's all stretched out. Just make sure you keep their shoes on. Dancers' feet are always fucked up. Uh, here's where it gets complicated. I plan on becoming a policeman. Oh, dude, this is, this is a no-brainer. You need to dance at bachelorette parties dressed as a cop. All you need, dude, is that a fake uniform and a boombox, and you're on your way to making money. Dude, you should fucking do that in a second. And then you write a book about it. I was a gyrating cop for bachelorette parties. And you write a tell-all book about how many fucking broads who about ready got married, get married, sucked your dick. You really need help on this one? I mean, I'm going to read the rest of it, but I think I've already come with the solution. Anyways, how is anyone supposed to take me seriously on the force if there's a video going with me pop and locking next to Little Wayne? At the same time, oh, dude, you should fucking pull people over. You should pull people over and fucking moonwalk up to their car and just freak them out. Even if they were reaching for a gun, they'd be laughing too hard and they, they, they wouldn't shoot you. Then you could arrest them and then you move up. Next thing you know, you're a commissioner. All right? Nothing. Anyways, at the same time, I'm getting laid a lot because of it. Of course you are. I'm a seven on a scale of ten. I like this guy. He's honest. And I'm uh, and like having a jump shot, it's put me up to an eight five. I'm banging tens. I've always wanted to be a cop, but the perks here seem better if I was able to make money doing it. Oh, in the dancing thing, I wouldn't just be getting hummers for letting gross moms off on speeding tickets. I could be banging J Lo. She's into dancers, right? Thanks. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Dude, you're basically saying, what should I do here? Should I bang J-Lo's, be down at the club and make all this fucking money? Or should I take a job where I'm going to get shot at and, and not be appreciated? You know, I'll tell you, every cop out there would dance if they could, as opposed to being a cop. I don't care if they're like seven generations in. Dude. This is what I think of as far as like dancing. I think if I if I like compare it to being a comedian, oh, the open mics would be getting a piece of par- cardboard and being on a subway platform, making money that way. And then when you move up to hosting a show, that would be you dress as a cop and you fucking dance at bachelorette parties. That's what you do on the side. That's like your fucking day job. That bullshit. And then during the day, I, yeah, I would try out for those fuck. I don't. Do they make music videos anymore? Or fucking, uh, I don't know. I, I, believe it or not, I don't know ex- how to climb the ladder as a dancer. <laughs> but, dude, absolutely. If you can make money doing that shit, and then what the great thing is, is once you get to a certain level, to to uh, make more money. You know, once you got some credibility, you can you always have the, the fallback where you can teach a class. You can, you can be like, I danced for nine years and chitty, chitty, bang, bang, and fucking banged every fucking broad on there. And, and if you'd like to know how to fuck the women in your cast while still not losing your job, come on down to Frankie's fucking dance studio, whatever. Just you'll figure it out as you go in there. And um, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, I, I, I would definitely do it. You want to do it, you wouldn't have taken the time um, to write in. 
So your big fear should be whatever everybody's big fear is. Like, what if I fucking go after this dream and I'm 30 and I'm sleeping on a fucking futon and it hasn't happened yet? Well, I got to tell you something, sir. I've been there. I was there at fucking 34. I was still sleeping on a futon in a fucking studio apartment that they called a one-bedroom because they slammed a fucking wall in there and put a door on it. And then one day I was trying to bang the girl upstairs who had the fucking apartment right above me. And it was the exact same unit and hers was a studio, but she had been there longer. So they never slammed a wall in there. And I realized, hey, wait a minute. I'm getting fucked. You know, I should go down there and try to get some money taken off this. I should go down to the uh, they're fucking me over rental board. But I didn't. I said, fuck it. Just keep writing jokes. Right. So whatever. All you got to do, you just got to commit to this shit. And, uh, and then realize that, you know, sleeping on a futon when you're 30 is, is not the worst thing. It isn't. You know, what's, you know what's worse than sleeping on a futon at 30? Sleeping in a king bed next to a fucking woman you're not really in love with but for some reason married. And uh, you got a couple of kids and you got a job that you fucking hate. Okay? You'll be laying there fantasizing about fucking sleeping on a, on a, on a, uh, on a futon. There, there's no risk. When you go after a dream, it's all fucking reward. It's all going to lead to something good. It always does. There's a tremendous amount of risk to playing it safe. And uh, that leads to unbelievable levels of regret, which is something else I've also experienced because I'm an old motherfucker. Um, so that's it. That's the podcast for this week. Okay, if you want to dance, if you want to get stamps, I think I fucking covered everything. If you want to know what somebody sounds like after having eggs and then a big slice of cheesecake, um, that's what I gave you this week. Um, okay, so this week, my, my little vacation has ended. All right, and I am now on my way to uh, doing some more gigs here. Oh, wait, I, fo- I forgot Gamefly. I forgot to hype Gamefly. This this one has been a monster on this podcast. So don't be the only one who doesn't get on Gamefly. And I know what you're thinking. But, Bill, I don't like video games. And you know what I'm thinking? You're a fucking communist. Get out of this country, you pinko bastard. All right? The lovely Nia just walks in on you, pinko bastard. Look at you in your pajamas. Nia bought the cutest pair of pajamas. They are absolutely adorable. They make her look like a little kid who needs somebody to make her a breakfast. Yet she wears them every day. So the lust is wearing off them. You got to get yourself another couple of pairs. All right. Okay. She's not in the mood. Um, Gamefly.com, everybody. Hey, do you like video games? Sure, we all do. Um, You know what would be awesome? What if you could have 8,000 video games at your fingertips? What if they brought them right to your door? What if they could send them right to your PC? What if you got a 15-day free offer where you could just use all your vacation time and just sit there growing a beard, trying every video game possibly known to man? Why don't you go to Gamefly.com? Why are you still sitting at your cubicle pretending to work? This is what you need to do. You need to wait till I find the email that has all the information on it. That's what you need to do. But right now, what you want to repeat over and over in your head is Gamefly. Jesus Christ, do I like Gamefly? What the hell is it? Gamefly.com. Over 8,000 console game. No late fees. No late fees. You can cancel any time. So it's not that Bronx tale where they put the thing down. Now you can't leave. You can leave whenever you want to. Um, now they're introducing unlimited PC play. Uh, Monday morning podcast listeners get a 15-day free, tar- free trial. This is what you do. You go to www.gamefly.com slash burr to activate this special offer. You see that? Who's looking out for you? Now, you know what you guys could do for me? You could look out for me. 
You want to watch me struggle through a new hour of material? It's not going to be a new hour. It's going to be a new 10 minutes. And uh, that's how I put together the new hour. I dump 10 minutes of the last hour. I do 50 minutes of the old hour and 10 minutes of the new hour. I know what you're saying right now, Bill. Why don't you shut the fuck up and tell me where you're going to be? Well, I've got to tell you. I'm going to be at the DuPont Theater. White people say DuPont. Black people say DuPont, like police. The DuPont Theater. Oh, snap. I'm going to be there with the teen idol sensation from the Opie and Anthony program, Joe DeRosa. The triumphant return to Wilmington, Delaware by Joe DeRosa. He has not been there since he dropped his last hit album, Born to Dance. That was a bad one. I could have come with a better one. Stranger in this town. Was that the Bon Jovi one? Who gives a fuck? I'll be at the DuPont Theater. DuPont Theater. March 30th with the teen idol sensation, Joe Smokin, Joe DeRosa. Um... Go to BillBird.com, click on shows. The next, the next one, I will be at the Music Hall in Troy, New York on March 31st with New Jersey's own Paul Verzi. Loves the Jets and the Giants. Whoever's doing better, he will root for them. And then the Music Hall in Tarrytown, New York on April 1st. This is not an April Fool's joke, people. I'm really going to be there. Are you going to be there? And I will also be there once again with the wonderfully talented, the freshly bearded, Paul Verzi. You know, Paul Verzi took my uh, personal trainer beard that I stole from Bob on The Biggest Loser. Paul Verzi took it. He took it from me. You know, as long as he doesn't steal my material, I don't mind if he takes my facial hair. Oh, you're going to go to your little workout class? All right, I'm almost done here. All right, I'll be done in a second. If you just let me do it. Um, (laughs) um, Oh, here's one for you. You know, something I was telling you, what really bothered me was when, when Davy Jones died. Just really fucking bothered me. Just really made me feel old. I love the monkeys. I thought they were hilarious, and I love their music. And you know what's funny is I was reading all this shit, the amount of crap that they got because they were a prefab. They called them the prefab four because it was just a TV show, and they were basically – it was basically the Beatles meets, meets the, uh, the Marx Brothers and all the shit that they went through. But I always find it funny when you go on YouTube and every music thing – you know, if you if you go and you look up something, some sort of music that people respect, they're like, what happened to music? And people are always trashing Justin Bieber. Going, what happened to music? I wish I was born back in the fucking day. Well, here's something that I read. Do you know at the height of the monkey's fame, they sold more albums than the Beatles and the Rolling Stones combined? All right, so it's always been that way. There's always been some fucking haughty going, oops, I did it again. I played with your heart, right? Shaking her fucking hips. There's always going to be that. Barry Manilow. That song, Mandy, you blind and you bleed and you blue, blue. And I want to fuck you now, Mandy. Right? When Zeppelin was doing what the fuck they were doing. When, uh, when fucking Black Sabbath was at the height of their powers. When they brought the devil to their fucking knees, right? Or to his knees or whatever the fuck it is. There, there was people making fucking, I'm Henry VIII, I am. It's, it's always been like that. So please, if you go on YouTube, can you please stop writing what happened to music? Nothing has happened to it. All right, what's the matter? Does it take work to find the good music, you lazy cunts? Go out and go find it. All right, that's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourselves. Don't take any shit. I'll talk to you next week. And uh, please keep uh, please keep emailing the uh, the podcast because I can't I can't do this thing with just me and cheesecake alone. All right, and I think that that's one to grow on. 